I'm really glad you joined us online today, whatever time it is, tonight, today, whatever. I'm just glad you're here. We're going to talk about prophets, priests, and kings today. Those who claim to be anointed, which there are many who claim to be anointed through the years of history. Uh, they either claim to be a prophet, priest, or king, or all three. Jesus, the anointed one, is the one true prophet, priest, and king, as we'll find out in this message. There have been many who claim to be anointed ones throughout history. Early in history, Simon bar Kokhba led a revolt against the Roman Empire, and he died in 135 A.D. Some of the rabbis uh, at the time imagined him to be the long-expected Messiah, the Anointed One. Shlomo Molko was a mystic in the 16th century who declared his aspirations to be the Messiah and was promptly burned at the stake by Holy Roman Emperor Charles V. Anne Lee was a founding leader of the Shakers movement in the 18th century, often referred to and considered the female representation of God. More recently, David Koresh led a group of people called the Branch Davidians. He changed his name from Vernon Wayne to David Koresh to show that he was from the lineage of David, from whom the Messiah, the Anointed One, was to come. Koresh died of a gunshot wound after a 51-day siege by alcohol, tobacco, and firearms forces in 1993. He died in 1993. Still living is Alan John Miller. He is the founder of Divine Truth, a new religious movement based in Australia. Miller claims to be Jesus of Nazareth through resurrection. <laughs> Here's a more recent example. George Soros thinks he is some kind of God, and that made him uncomfortable until he started living it out. He really said that. There is a myth that there can be more than one anointed. The list of people who claim to be anointed is endless, but there is only one anointed. John twenty thirty one. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus is the Christ. The word Christ in this passage is literally the one who has been anointed. John wrote his gospel to show the signs, the signposts that point to Christ as the Messiah and 
they will lead us if we follow them to they will lead us to believe in Jesus Christ if we follow there are false anointed ones and they come from one of three groups the first group the false anointed ones come from are prophets prophets speak god's truth desires warnings judgments and specific direction to God's people. God's people were Israel in the Old Testament and the church in the New Testament. When the Lord has a message for for his people, he often sends it through a prophet. He, He has other ways to communicate to us, but mostly it's through prophets. We are warned about false prophets prophets throughout scripture prophets have a responsibility to the following they tell us what to believe about god here's a quote from the atheist stephen pinker a false prophet that some follow it's natural to think that living things must be the handiwork of a designer but it's also natural to think that the sun revolves around the earth, overcoming naive impressions to figure out how things really work is one of humanity's highest callings. He's saying it's naive to believe that God exists. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims his handiwork. It takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to believe in the Creator. There are books that have been written about intelligent design that point to the design that God has built into the earth and the universe as well. Prophets also tell us what to believe about the world. Here are some examples of false predictions about the earth. In the 70s, global cooling was a thing. Starting in 1987 through today, global warming is a thing. Speaking about Jesus, Colossians 1.17 says, He is before all things, and in him all things Hold together. We can trust Jesus and God the Father with our future. A day is coming uh, when the Lord will allow the heavens and the earth to be destroyed, and then He will create a new heavens and earth for us to enjoy. I'm looking forward to that day. Because this earth is earth. It ain't heaven at all. Um, we, We can trust his timing on when the earth will be destroyed and when a new heaven and earth will be created. We can trust him. There is a warning we need to know about 
Beware of psychological prophets. False prophets have been proven in psychology. James Lindsay, Helen Pluckrose, Peter Bogosian wrote 20 fake papers to argue for ridiculous conclusions aimed at psychological issues. Seven of the articles were accepted for publication by ostensibly serious peer-reviewed journals. And peer-reviewed journals are a big deal in academia. Seven more are still going through the various stages of the review process. Only six have been rejected. So we, we can't trust everything we hear and read in journals. They're, they're concerned about the new ideas. I would rather have the proven ideas that I can base my life on, the, the rock of Jesus Christ. Here's my conclusion after surveying what goes on in the world. Jesus is the only true prophet. Other prophets who align with his words are true, but by association with Jesus, they're true by association. Prophets who don't align with Jesus' words and scripture are false. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2 says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things and through whom he created the world. Prophets must have a 100% accuracy rate, according to the Bible, or they are false. Jesus is 100% accurate in the predictions he made. And some are still being accomplished, but we wait for those in faith to be realized. The second group of people that the anointed ones come from are the priests. Priests represent people to God and God to the people. They are a go-between that we no longer need, according to Hebrews uh, 4, 15, 16, which we'll look at in a little bit. Um, Prophets tell us what we should believe about God, man, and the world. They have tremendous power to shape culture if they get a hearing, if we give them a hearing. Priests do the following. They help you put away sin, and they define what sin is. In the culture today, the thinking is that you must apologize if God made you to be a white person. It's assumed that white guilt needs to be cured. God made you who you are. You shouldn't have to apologize for who God made you to be, and you should not feel guilty about something that you can't change. 
God gave dignity to every person on the face of the earth because he made us in his image. That gives dignity and nobility to us. Second, priests help you decide what is a worthy sacrifice. Churches were not essential during the pandemic, so the the guardian said this. A loving community is essential to living life, and that's what God designed the church to be. Churches are essential. Priests also show us how to reconcile and heal. Some folks put their hope in government. Government is not the path to racial justice. That's evident today because if government could solve the problem of racial justice, it would already be solved. Jesus Christ being reconciled to him is the pathway to reconciliation, not government. Priests tell us who is clean or unclean, or what we should invest our lives in. The Supreme Court in our country ruled that Nevada can impose tighter virus limits on churches than casinos. The world has upside-down values from God, from the kingdom of God. It's absurd that a thing, uh, to think that a casino is more important than churches. Churches provide a loving community where you can know and be known, serve and be served, and give and receive. It's, it's an amazing community that God designed when he built the church. The fact is, Jesus is our great high priest. Jesus gave us a picture of what's important to God. We should read scripture, which Jesus endorsed as the anointed one, and adopt what is valued by God, Jesus, and his word, the Bible. The great thing about Jesus is that he understands and gives us access to God whenever we need it. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says, Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every way, every respect, has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may find mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus is our high priest who made a way for us to go directly to God 
with our concerns and with our praise and with our problems. And he is, he, he did that through his death on the cross. He has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet he was without sin. He never caved in to temptation. He is without sin. We need a priest like that. We need an advocate. Jesus advocates for us sinners. And he understands what we've gone through because he went through it. He is perfect, but can sympathize with our weaknesses. This means we can, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may find great mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When we turn to our great high priest, we can expect to find mercy and the grace to help in our time of need. Anything we need that is in limits of Scripture, we receive. The next group that has a great deal of power on earth are kings. There are good kings and corrupt kings. There are good political leaders and corrupt political leaders. Kings are political leaders whose spiritual leadership and obedience to God greatly impacted the nation of Israel. Kings decide what to punish and permit, honor and shame. Kings have a tremendous power to shape culture. What kings do is they rule. They decide what to penalize. Kings have a great deal of power. Laws are the gatekeeper of our society, and I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, and stigmas are actually useful for restraining evil. That's what the gatekeeper means. Laws are the gatekeepers. They restrain us from doing what we would normally do unless you're totally perverted. Here's a picture that religious freedom is a threat to government power. The First Amendment protects our re religious freedom, but the government has felt threatened by many refusing vaccinations. This comes close to home because one of our members uh, of, in the congregation was fired for refusing to be vaccinated for religious reasons. And the First Amendment is protects our religious freedom. We we can't we need to be able to believe whatever we want to believe. Kings and people in authority in government also decide what to permit. The governor of California rolled back the law criminalizing loitering for the intent to engage in Sex work. Laws, again, in society are the gatekeepers. This is not good to do, to roll back the laws 
on criminalizing loitering for the intent to engage in sex work. Kings and political leaders also decide what to punish. Looters in New York City have been charged, but the cases have been dropped. And let's watch this video together about this. I-team investigation. It was bedlam. A year ago this month, parts of the city were rocked by rioting and looting. Stores from the Bronx to Midtown to Soho gutted by roving mobs, taking advantage of the George Floyd protest and the pandemic. Now, the NYPD did make hundreds of arrests, but more than a year later, a great majority of the criminal cases against suspected looters have simply been dropped. This is also happening across the country and in our state as well. In our city, uh, Los Angeles, it's happening. So how can you run a business where thieves are not punished for their theft? That's crazy. Kings and in our country, political leaders choose what to honor. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence mock Christianity, especially the Catholic faith. What is honored in culture shows what the culture values. And our values are upside down from God's values, for sure. Here's something we can depend on. Jesus is our king, whose ways are just and righteous, and takes care of those who trust him. Romans 3, 25 and 26 says, Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. How sins are forgiven. There, our sins are forgiven when we accept what Jesus has done on the cross for our, he, he gave his blood. He, we accept what he's done and it's, we receive it by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. If if he would have just let sins go, he would not have been just. But what he did is he poured out sin of the world on Jesus Christ, his son, and he is the propitiation for our sins, our forgiveness of sins. Also, if you make Jesus and his kingdom priority number one, he promises to take care of you. In Matthew six twenty-five through 34, he's, Jesus is talk, teaching the Sermon on the Mount and He says that uh, you shouldn't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, how how you're going to be sheltered, 
because here's what he says in Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I found this to be true. As I've sought God's kingdom and his righteousness, God has provided all of my needs. Here's how to test those who claim to be anointed. First, you will know that know them by their fruit. Jesus said this in Matthew 7:15-20, "Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So in every healthy tree they bear good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. You need to take your time to believe and follow leaders. You can gauge whether people are living in reality because reality will bite you. God has made reality. He's made life to work a certain way. If you don't live life by God's reality, life doesn't work for you over time, and you end up empty or in misery. This is an important thing to know. God makes life to work one way. When you don't line up with Scripture, you hurt yourself. You beat yourself against the principles that God has woven into life the way it works. This is why it's important to live aligned with reality according to God as revealed in his word, the Bible. You must also test every claim against the word of God. Proverbs 35 Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. You you test what man says against the word of God. And you if you test against the word, you will never veer off. Every word of God proves true. You will never go wrong if you guide yourself by God's word. And God comes through every time with what he's promised to do. We've covered a lot of ground this morning. But basically, if you fear God and take His him and his word seriously, you will thrive in this life. Jesus is the ultimate prophet, our high priest, and the king over all creation. If you follow him, you will thrive. If you don't follow him, you may have a good life, 
on the surface, but you will end up empty inside. Here's a passage I, I want you to keep in mind as we wrap this message up. Psalm 146, 3 and 4. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of a man, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Don't trust in kings, false prophets, or some kind of priest spewing lies. Wait. See if it rings true over time according to the word. Because when his breath departs, he returns to the earth. And on that very day, his plans will perish. The day he dies, all his plans go with him to the grave. Trust in the Lord your God, the ruler of the universe. Guide by his word, and you will be able to navigate the complexities of this life. We always give you next steps at the end of our messages. Most of the time we do anyway. One reason we do this is because the blessing comes from doing Scripture, applying it to your life. You will thrive if you step out and find out how real God's Word is and true it is. So here are my suggestions You, for next steps. You may have others you want to take. Check the track record of those making predictions and pronouncements in America before you believe them. The Bible standard for a prophet is 100% accuracy. And I would say, don't believe them. The prophets who are making prophecies and predictions and pronouncements and don't believe them right away. Give it time to see how it pans out. Check their track record and see if their predictions and pronouncements line up with the Word of God. It stands firm. Every Word of God proves true. Second, read the Bible for two weeks and do what it commands. This is how you get to know that God is real. You step out in faith and you 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 find out he comes through with the things he has promised. He always does. And the third step is sign up for the problem with Christianity uh, free online course. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the fact that you've given Jesus to be our the only true prophet, our high priest, and the king over all creation. Thank you, Lord God, for your gift of Jesus Christ. And I pray 
that you would help us to take these next steps and find out how real you are. Because you come through every time. We can stand on your word, O oh God, and help us to realize this. And I ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.